March is a big month for tournaments. Schools put their best players out there for a big set of contests, leading to an eventual champion. If you're thinking basketball, that's not what I'm talking about. There are basketball tournaments, plenty of them, but we'll spend this part of the show talking about OBOB, the Oregon Battle of the Books. Students at elementary, middle, and high school divisions read books off of a prearranged list and compete against each other in how well they retain the information from those books. John Buckley is a fifth grade teacher at Rogue River Elementary School and the Battle of Books coordinator for the school district, the Rogue River School District, and he's in the studio with me. John Buckley, good to have you. Thank you for having me. So uh, OBOBs, do you call it OBOB or OBOB or what? Well, many people call it OBOB, which is short for, as you said, Oregon Battle of the Books. And so uh, has, has it been, it's been around for a while now. How well do you know the history? Well, uh, Battle of the Books started in Chicago in the 1940s, and it uh, was on and off, and then was revived in the 1960s, and in the, um, at around that time, it was brought to Oregon by uh, one of the state librarians. And so in the 1970s, it started to take hold in some of the larger school districts. And then in the mid-90s um, and mid-2000s is when it really started to take off in the state of Oregon and um, officially in the state of Oregon in around 2007. And so how long has the Rogue River School District been part of it? We've been part of Oregon Battle of the Books since just about its inception or shortly after. Okay, so so very early on, and, uh, and and there are elementary, middle, and high school divisions now. There weren't always all three. Tell us what the students do. Well, the students have, as you said, a prearranged set of books um, in the three through five and six through eight. That's sixteen titles at the high school. It's twelve titles, and um, they they read those titles uh, thoroughly. They record and take notes on specific information, and then they practice through a variety of methods and uh, through practice battles. And so what kinds of supports do the schools provide? Well, depending on the school district, it's a different level of support. Some school districts, it's completely volunteer run, and the books are granted through a LTSA grant, which is a Library Technology and Services Act grant. Um, and then some districts, it's fully funded through the district through special programs or Title I. And so uh, how contemporary are the books, or do they go back in time a bit? Are you going to find some, uh, I you know, hesitate to use the term in today's world, classics? Well, there? There, there are a variety of books. Um, there are some titles that come through from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Some of the titles are historical fiction, which are set in the 1940s, 1930s. Some of the books are really relatively recent, published in the last two or three years. Well, and I did notice that, that uh, uh, particularly in the elementary school division, as you look at the titles, there are some fantasy-sounding names, sure, but also a book in the elementary division about, uh, about 9-11, um, uh, books about students who, who faced issues because of who they are, their ethnicity, things like that. So it sounds like some potentially challenging material in here. Right, yeah. One of, one of the, um, the philosophies of Oregon Battle of the Books is to promote books that um, promote and support students of diversity. All right, so it's not just world events, but, you know, the divorces, uh, parents coming out as gay, all kinds of situations a child and their family might face. There are all sorts of challenging topics that students have to deal with in real life. So how much do you get a chance in Oregon Battle of the Books? I'm try trying really hard not to call it Battle of the Bands, because <laughs> that's another name that's been around for a while. But Oregon Battle of the Books is the topic here in the Jefferson Exchange with John Buckley, the coordinator for the Rogue River School District. Uh, what, how much do you, do you uh, in addition to drilling on the material, do you, do you just have conversations about the content of the books? That happens a lot. 
In fact, that's one of the things the students really love is when we get away from the, 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 the nitty-gritty details and we just have those discussions about the books that they love to read and they get to read the passages and talk about thematic, thematic lessons that present themselves and characters and settings and plots um, that, they can, that they can connect with. It sounds like this really helps you as a teacher. Right, yeah. In fact, I sometimes chagrin and laugh that the goal of Battle of the Books is the opposite goal that we want them to do as teachers. As teachers, we want them to connect themes. Mm-hmm. We want them to see, to, to describe what the author's purpose is. Battle of the Books wants them to memorize this fine details of the books. However, those fine details is what presents themselves through the literature to get students to love the reading of the books and then later to connect thematic units. Interesting. So so in, in trying to get to the detail in, in the, the battles, the competitions, do the students have to remember, like, you know, is this character left-handed? Was his hair gray or blonde or that, that sort it, of detail? Exactly. Without being specific, because I'm not allowed to be, there was once a question that pertained to, in a different year's battle, what was the license plate of this character's car as it drove down this specific street? Wow. And the students had to remember the specific digits on the license plate. And did they? They did. Wow. That's, uh, that is some level of detail. So it's, it's not just a matter of reading the books, as you said. They have to take notes on them, too, and Absolutely. sit there and really kind of cross-diagram them all. So when do the students, you said 16 titles for elementary and middle school and 12 for high school? Right. Mm-hmm. And when do they get the titles? The titles come out, actually, there's a partial list that's out right now that students are already reading for next year before the state tournament for this year has even occurred. Wow. Um, schools purchase those titles as soon as they come out, and then the students start reading them. Even during the summer, I had a student the last few years who's now in our high school who's read the complete set of 16 books over the summer. Really? Right. Wow, all 16 books. That, that's amazing. And, uh, and, and, and does that person have some pretty good retention of the, uh, the facts of the book? She sure does, yeah. Wow. So have the in-school battles already taken place? I see that the window for the regional tournaments opens March 2nd and runs through March 23rd. And then the, uh, the Oregon Battle of the Books State Tournament is on Saturday, April 13th at Chemeketa Community College in Salem. Um, have the in-school battles already happened? Many schools are having them now. Um, our school, our elementary school battle happened last week. Our, our junior high battle and sixth grade battle are happening this week. And um, a lot of schools right the end of March, pardon me, the end of uh, February is when they have those battles to get those teams ready for the regional tournaments. So then um, who, who ends up emerging from each school to go to the tournaments? Each team gets to send, each school gets to send one team to the regional tournament. One team per school, but then how many people on the team? There are four people who get to battle, and usually teams can send five people with one person acting as an alternate, or depending on how the team structures it, that student can just rotate in through different battles. And, uh, and so are so four students then from, from each, each, uh, each of the three divisions? Each, yeah, right, each, each school. school. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> wow. So that, that's, uh, that's a lot of stuff. So um, um, is this is this lighthearted and, and college bowl or Jeopardy style or is it a bit more grueling than that? Well, I would I would carefully suggest that to the parents in the room it's pretty serious stuff. To the students they're looking to have fun, but they also do take it pretty seriously. Um, though they do take their cues from their coaches and the parents in the room, and it's important to remember that every student who's involved in this program throughout the state and there are tens of thousands of students throughout the state who are involved in this. They're in it for the love of reading and the love of literature. And to promote that love, no matter whether they make it through the school battles or to a regional or to the state, they're all in it for the love of reading. So do you have some people who, who didn't think they were readers and then got involved in Battle of the Books and decided, oh, maybe I am after all? That happens every single year, and that's, that's, um, 
it's a real beautiful thing to see a student who wasn't sure about reading, and then they found, they found genres because of battle books that they really connect with. Um, you know, literature has been known to be windows and mirrors. Windows into the lives of other people who mm -hmm. are different from us and mirrors that reflect who we are. And when students can find those, those books and those, those sets of literature that they can connect with and connect with other people, it, it really helps them build. We are talking about uh, Oregon Battle of the Books with John Buckley, who's the coordinator for the Rogue River School District. He is a teacher of fifth grade uh, students at Rogue River Elementary School. And if you got questions or comments for him about Oregon Battle of the Books, join us by email at jx at jeffnet.org. So as the district coordinator then, are you also coaching here or do you just sort of oversee the, the, the teams that come in from the district? Right. I coach the third through fifth grade team and I coordinate with our sixth grade coach in high school coach those teams. And so what's the focus of the coaching? What do you do with the students? It's not like you can have, you know, run wind sprints or, you know, practice kicking things into the net. Right, right. One of the things we do is to divide the books up amongst the students and help them connect thematic messages throughout the book so that when they get asked particular questions that they may not be sure what book it is, they can think about, well, it could be three, three or four titles where this question could have come from. And so that's a strategy that we use so that they can then narrow it down and have the book expert Think about if they know what the detail is. So not every student's going to have read all 16, like the person you mentioned. So they'll usually have read a, a clump of them themselves. Right. And that's, that's one of the great things about this competition is that not every student is required to read every book. Mm -hmm. And as you say, there are some books that some parents may not want their kids to read. And so they just simply don't read those books. Well, it's interesting. So, so it sounds like you potentially have little junior book clubs here where people discuss the things they've read with each other uh, to students who haven't read the same books. It happens every day at recess. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. There's still some running around at recess, I presume. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, and what do you get out of all this? I mean, we get what the kids get out of it. What do you get out of it? I see a, a building of our school community a connection between students who wouldn't otherwise connect. We have fifth graders who are hanging out with third graders, um, and, and they are discussing books, whereas they, they wouldn't normally have topics of interest together because those third graders just came up from second grade, and these fifth graders are now sort of the top of the heap, as it were. But they're finding connections with the younger students, and so to, to have these students build a culture amongst themselves that they can connect with each other. And that then goes to sixth grade, seventh grade, and high school. And we have high school students who've been in Battle of the Books for several years who can connect with those elementary students as well. Wow, so some of these people have, have uh, pretty, pretty well-honed skills by the time they get to the high school division, I would think. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how much success have the Rogue River teams had thus far? We've had, we've had varied success. Um, I like to, to kind of chuckle, it'll be confusing if we ever make it to a state tournament but it's great that we make it to the regional tournament. And if we can get into the top 16, that's a pretty, pretty cool feat. And so uh, you're Region 5, which is Jackson, Josephine, Klamath Lake, and Curry counties? Right. Okay. Southern tier of the state, uh, southwestern tier of the state. And then uh, where is the competition held? For our, for our region, um, the third through fifth grade tournament is going to happen at Central Point Elementary School on Saturday, March 9th. The 6th through 8th grade tournament is going to happen at Rogue River Elementary School on March 16th. And the high school tournament is going to happen at Logos Public Charter School in Medford this Saturday, March 2nd. Okay. So is there a home team advantage since you're uh, hosting the—oh, no, wait, you're that, you're, it's middle school. Yeah, but yeah, but is there a home team advantage for hosting things in the Rogue River District? Um, it would be great if there were, but, but not in this competition. 
Well, and that that's interesting. This this part of the competition because it is it's all about you know brains, eyes, ears. I mean, physical size or skill or, or anything else doesn't really matter like it does in in athletic sports. So I mean, you can have it seems like small schools against big schools, that kind of thing. Right. And uh, so, talk about some moments that that have come out in tournaments of the past. I'd be curious to hear a story about a a moment that really sticks with you after all this time. Well. Um... I'm not not really supposed to talk about what happens in those battles. However, I will say that I've seen schools at the state tournament that have just wonderful personalities, and they were just in it for the love of the reading. And and this one school was making just wild guesses, and it and I knew they were guesses as a state moderator, and and they just kept guessing and getting the correct answer, and then finally they missed one, and the other team was like, finally, you guys missed a guess. Um, but, you know, at the end of that battle, they, they congratulated each other and cheered each other on, and both teams um, continued in the tournament at that pool play level, and um, it, it's just a really fun time to, to see them put their efforts to practice. So at this state tournament coming up on Saturday, April 13th in Salem, I mean, are all regions represented, or is there some uh, elimination before that time? Every region gets to send their regional winner. Okay. And so, uh, who was the regional winner from? Uh, who were the regional winners? They'd be in the three different uh, divisions from uh, from Region Five last year. Do you remember? Um, oh goodness! Uh, last year, <laughs> on I, the spot. I, sorry. No, that's all right. Last year, um, at the high school level, this is an interesting story. Um, Ashland High School won the high school tournament. However, they had a pre-planned event that many of their members were going to during the state tournament weekend, and so. Logos got to go in their places, if I'm recalling correctly, mm -hmm. as the second place team. Um, so, yeah. And how about middle school and elementary school? Do you remember? I, I <laughs> this I, is me I, testing I, your no, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> no, I believe Logos also went from the junior high last year, mm -hmm. and and I don't recall who went from the third through fifth grade mm -hmm. tournament last year. Well, it, it sounds like a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, for the students and for the organizers. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you've really enjoyed this, uh, the times you've been doing it. Yeah. Well, it, it is one of those things that um, gets me as an educator excited about what's happening in public education today. It's a program that can sponsor love of literature, love of reading, and also connect students ac across across their differences and likenesses. Can the public attend the uh, the local tournaments? Depending on how the school organizes it, some schools allow parents mm -hmm. to attend. Some schools do not, just because of the sheer size and number of students. Mm -hmm. There are schools in larger districts that have 30 teams at their school, uh, 150 kids involved. Wow. Um, by example, our school, we had 24 students involved at our third through fifth grade. All right. So six teams, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, parents can absolutely go to the regional tournaments, however, and there are some certain guidelines that they need to follow, such mm -hmm. as being respectful to the battle officials and, and, and being good role models to the students. But okay. yes, they're welcome. Uh, all available online. Uh, the information is at the Oregon Battle of the Books, and we have a link to there from our website at jeffexchange.org. John Buckley is the coordinator uh, for the Rogue River School District of Oregon Battle of the Books and a fifth grade teacher at Rogue River Elementary School. Pleasure to have you here on The Exchange. Thank you very much.